Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, welcome to what has become a far too infrequent um, VRL USA podcast. Um, this is Alan and I'm joined by Jamie who's um, in... Spain right now, enjoying, I hope, somewhat drier weather than I've been enjoying in California. Welcome, Jamie. Yeah, it's all, all, all dry here. We had our kind of rainy season in the spring, so nice and dry, enjoying the sun. A uh, little bit colder than you'd expect, maybe a little bit a little bit more dry, but yeah, very nice and no umbrellas needed to. Right. So we... Um, Transfer season is going on. The new stadium opened. I mean, they're still working on the outside of it, but it opened for fans. Um, we've had two home matches there, won them both in an interesting fashion. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, been a, it's been an interesting um, return to action after the World Cup. I mean, were you at, at the Valencia match, or have you been at either of the, of the matches since they reopened? No, I've not been um, up to, to the new stadium just yet. Looking forward to getting back up there, um, moving more local soon. So we'll be kind of at most games after that. But yeah, it was, it was good to see two two big wins on the bounce. Not something we've become used to this season. Um, yeah, like kind of narrow wins, I guess. But yeah, superb performances of both. I think. Would you agree? Yeah, I think, and I I think that for for a lot of us, I think the um, feeling was that yeah Setien is going to play a little more on the edge where we're going to we're going to be more exciting in attack we're going to be more open <laughs> in defense and so you know you're going to have you're going to have a lot more of these 2-1-3-2 matches where um you know you can look at back at it later and say well you had you know the other team had this many chances we had this many chances whatever but um it's a little more interesting than the what had become, I think, a little stale under Emery, and the players seem to be responding a little bit better, I think, now after the break than they were before. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I don't, I don't want to go all Shakira and talk about our ex-manager so badly, but yeah, I think Emery did a wonderful job, um, uh, historic manager for what he achieved here. But you know, like you say, he had gone a bit stale. We did need more attacking football, the attacking talent that Villarreal have. Um, and it's, it's very nice to see the team play much more open football. And if we concede more goals, so be it. Um, that's kind of set the end's way. He likes to dominate possession, but play a little bit more vertical, as the Spanish say. And, and yeah, it's just far more exciting already. And you know, it's great to see. And I think that I think it's like this will unlock Villarreal a little. I don't think we're always going to beat teams like Real Madrid. Um, but I think we will win games against the teams we should beat more consistently because Emery kind of didn't go after teams enough. I felt the lower lower teams in the division, and we paid the price because we found ourselves fighting back from one nil down, or you know, good games late in the game, still nil nil. Whereas I think Setiem will go after these teams, and Villarreal good enough to to kind of punish them early on. I think we will see more consistent results in the league at least. 
I hope so, because we, we, we look at our next three or four matches, and they're all, I mean, Celta away, you know, Celta's not having a great season. Um, the, it, their defense isn't that great either. Um, Girona, we play, I, I forget who, who the next two are, but, but you know, we, we have some matches coming up that uh, on paper you would say are very winnable, and those are certainly the types of matches that under Emery and, and to be fair, under Calleja and everybody else before pretty much, we've, we've found hard to break down teams that just want to sit back and defend. And um, I think with Setian, it, it will... It, we may not win them all, but I think we'll win more of them, and I think we'll we'll have more excitement. So that's so that's pretty good, um, and it's it's interesting the the players that we have. We have so many attacking players. I mean, I was like, oh yeah, we still have Nicholas Jackson, don't we? What's happened? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and and uh, and uh, and Morales and and various players that that um, we haven't seen a lot of use of, and then we we have at least for now um, Danjuma, who I can't see him being happy coming on in the 80th minute all the time, but we seem to be looking for for some sort of deal there. Um, yeah, I guess the big questions in the transfer market are. What are we going to do about goalkeeper? Since we sold um, Hieronimo Ruli, our our um, Europe, Europa League uh, star, um, we sold him. I, I hope the plan isn't to go with the, with Pepe Reina as, as first choice and a couple of untried people behind him. Do you think? Do you think we're in the market for someone? Yeah, I think so. I think we'll go after a goalkeeper. You're gonna to have to, I think. You know, you look at Jorgensen was with a kind of B team now. Um, so there's really isn't that, that much depth here at all. Um it's, it's tricky in January, I think. I wonder whether they might actually stay with Reina for the rest of the season and get a loan keeper in to, to back him up. Um but yeah, it's a tricky one to do because no one wants to lose a first starting goalkeeper. Um so yes, it's definitely a tricky one in, in goal. Uh, I wonder what they'll do. I haven't seen that that many clear cut rumours. Seen a little bit about David David Raya and stuff like that in Brentford, but I just thought I can't see that happening. And it's a tricky one as, as, as goalkeeper goal, like you mentioned at the top end of the field. I think Dan Juma is going to go. Um, it looks I just saw that uh, um, Bournemouth uh, want to bring him back on a six month loan deal with the view to buy, which I think might actually suit both clubs. Um, Everton were mentioned with a, with a loan deal, which I didn't think made sense. But for Bournemouth, it probably does because they can probably write off some of the remaining payments for the deal. I assume there are some remaining payments. And that means they get him cheaper at the end of the season and Virial lose less money ultimately if, if they lose any at all. So that might make sense. And like you said, Dan Juma's not in the starting line at the moment and Virial probably look to bring a, another attacking player in, which would... Probably someone who wants to play more central, I would say. I think we need more help there. Um, you mentioned Nicholas Jackson, who's out for a little while now. Um, and then we've seen the problems we have with, with Gerard Moreno over and over again. Yeah, I mean, when Gerard is able to play he's and is fit, he's, he's outstanding, as we saw um, against Madrid. But, but keeping him healthy has been a real, has been a real difficult thing. And... Uh, 
that's that's the big concern because we really don't have um you know i i think Belaidea would have was the guy that we probably wish we had because um he probably would have would have been able to fit in a lot better with some of with some of our attackers when uh, in the center when when Gerard was out so i think bringing in somebody who can play centrally is a good idea going back to Danjuma yeah i just i don't know i mean i think the my feeling is for whatever reason he just he's kind of an, an odd duck and he just hasn't settled in Villarreal. I mean, fair enough when he when he um, played um, at before he got hurt against Tatafe, he was he was really when he put his mind to it, so to speak. I think he was really outstanding. It just didn't appear that his that he was always mentally um, on the same page as Emery. And um, I just kind of wonder if maybe alone isn't a bad thing. If if um, ultimately you you think you're going to have a market for him later the problem we've had with loaning players has been when we loan them somewhere and then they don't play very much and and then their value just goes down yeah for sure and obviously the risky thing with a team like Bournemouth or Everton is that if if you loan them with an option to buy if I if that team gets relegated they're certainly not going to buy him at the end of the season so there's an element of risk if there's no obligation to buy and then you know is he going to stand out that much in a team that gets relegated anyway if if they do go down? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on Dan Juma. I mean, it's hard to say because he, he was, he's technically a top scorer last season. Um, although as much because of Germany's injury problems. Um, so it's, you can't say he's been a failed signing at all. But I I don't feel like he's impressed as much as I would expect from a 20-plus million euro signing. Um and Flander Roch said he was a, a Rolex when he signed. I'm not sure he's quite that. Maybe a psycho or something. But yeah, I just, I just I just don't quite feel. I'm like you. I don't quite feel that he's that he's fit brilliantly, and I don't quite feel that he's that a special player he's made up to be when we bought him. Um, he's definitely got talent. He's unlucky that he played a lot of games centrally last season. He definitely does his best work out wide. That's not his fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a very good player, but. I, think Villarreal might be better suited getting a replacement than if they can get a fee from him. But like I say, there's, there's definitely caution in loaning him out and without an obligation to buy if, if you're going to loan to that kind of team who might get relegated. Well, yeah, but but it's interesting that that seems to be where the market is for him, isn't it? Because it, because the teams I've seen mentioned, I had, actually hadn't seen Bournemouth, I'd seen um, Nottingham Forest also, who... Mm are again a team fighting rele- relegation and so it, it seems like that is sort of his market at least in January is the teams that are that are not really um, that are that are pr- trying to stay up in the Primera and so okay that's that's fine but I think if he I guess the question for for Villarreal and for and for him is okay. Well, if I don't go somewhere now and I stay here for the remainder of the season, is that going to change anything? Um, and maybe it won't. I mean, I, if he's if he's not going to be a regular starter, um, then I don't see that that the market's going to improve for him very much. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think it's, that's a valid point. Um, he must he must be sitting there shaking his head because I think, you know, this time last year he's been linked with Liverpool and Manchester United and now his options are Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest, which seems no disrespect to those clubs, but he must be wondering what, what's going on in that, in that time. And yeah, like you say, I, I guess there's not that much to lose for him if he just comes back anyway. Um, but yeah, I think, I think there's a deal to be done there, I think, especially yeah. if you I want to go and sign an attacker as well, which I desperately hope they do. I think I think it's a deal that might just happen. What going back? I mean, it seems to me that the I'm not totally sure what Virial's objective in this market is because I I thought it was very interesting that they sold Ruli as quickly as they did. I, I, I thought that was a did that surprise you that that we made a deal for him when we now have Reina and a bunch of untried people behind him. I think it was probably more of them um, knowing when the best market is. I don't think that Setien was particularly impressed with Ruli over the last, to be fair, apart from the penalty save, over most of his time at the club. He's been a liability. In Of course, he made some big saves as well, but he has been a liability for, for big mistakes and lost some serious points. I think that one of his early ambitions would be to, to get rid of Rooley and after the World Cup, after him becoming a world champion, I thought I think regardless of the options they're left with, and knowing that Rain is a steady pair of hands at least, probably a steadier pair of hands than Rooley, um, I think they just knew that that was the best market they were going to get when, mm-hmm. when he becomes a World Cup champion, albeit not a starter for Argentina, but they had an offer that comes in and I think everyone has said what good business this is and uh, sure. It was good business, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that that's probably true. I mean, I think I, I think there are times when you have to be um, when you have to look at it and say, okay, well, if I'm going to pocket this money now, my only other option, if if I'm not planning, if he's not my long term solution, which we know he, he wasn't. Um, if we weren't planning to, you know, hold on to him for the next five years or so, I, I suppose it does come down to, okay, do I do I take this profit now, and maybe I wait, maybe I have to go the rest of the season with with Reina, um, or do I wait until the summer, and then the market might not be as good for him, and I'm probably having to pay just as much for his replacement as I would now if I find one. So. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, it, it, goalkeepers are always are always interesting because they're um, they're sort of I don't know. I always feel like the the really elite goalkeepers are quite in you know they they're going to command astronomical prices if they're going if there's any movement in the market there at all. But there's a lot of keepers in the five to ten million euro range and even a little less that. They're gonna when when they're really really when they have a really good year, they're gonna be outstanding. Um, it's just that they don't have they're they're not as consistent. 
I mean, I, I remember Andres Fernandez for Osasuna that one year was maybe the best keeper in La Liga. Was was he the best keeper every year? No, <laughs> but <laughs> but if you if you can find the guy you like and get a good year or two out of him, you can probably do that without um, without uh, somebody being a being a keeper that you're going to pay twenty thirty million euros for. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I think I think it's, it's a tricky market to navigate, and uh, it just <laughs> with keepers takes one bad season, doesn't it? And it all comes crashing down. Look at like Eduard Mendy for Chelsea, just the king of the hill for so long, and now <laughs> I don't know what he just come crashing down from, from a poor start of the season and kept as the man again. It's just yeah, it's yeah. just one of those positions. You're a vulnerable player as a keeper, I think, in the market. Yeah, yeah. And then the center back situation is interesting because we, I mean, Pau Torres is still here. Um, <laughs> Albiol is still here. I, I swear I think he's going to play until he's 50. Um, I guess he's suspended this next week, this next match, though. So we have to, I, I hope, God, I, I want to see Isamandi gone. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> he, he is just terrifying to me. Um, but. Yeah, you know. yeah, he, de- he definitely. Um, <laughs> I went to the um, Cartagena game the other day, um, the the Copa del Rey win, and wow, you just I, he's not even com- you can't watch him even to watch him run is just not comfortable. I, mean, it, I he runs like he's a seventy year old man, and no disrespect to him, but uh, just I just he's just not comfortable doing anything, um, and certainly not a team theory who plays the ball quickly. Uh, it looked like a good buy, well, free, free transfer it was, but a good signing when we when we got hold of him. But man, I think he's gone so downhill since. He's just not the right fit for this team. And yeah, definitely with with Raul, I know he might play until he's till he collects his pension. But not Albiol ultimately he isn't going to play forever. And I think Villarreal need to seriously think about spending some money on a centre back. Although again, as you mentioned, this is an expensive window to operate in and. They might just try and struggle along until the summer, and they might buy a couple then, rather than one expensive one now. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably true. I mean, I it, it, I think we'll struggle along um, for a while. The demands on the on the um, schedule are a little a little less than they were with all the stuff before the World Cup. I think. Um, yeah, I, I I it just feels like we we have a team full of attacking midfielders and and wing type players and we don't really have um we have a lot of players there that there's just not room for all of them to play and so ultimately i think we have to make some um make some sales there and invest that money in in the center backs and goalkeeper but then it having been a Virial fan for a long time it seems to me that that's what we say every year yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess that's the nature of being a club like Villarreal who doesn't have like the most, apart from prize money from La Liga, doesn't have the biggest income. I guess you, you always have holes somewhere. Um, and most teams do prefer to buy attacking talent over centre-backs. It's, it's kind of a dying art to build out from the back. Um, and the thing is, Villarreal, I guess, that we've been so steady in the back for, for quite some time, really. In terms of options, you know, Juan Foyt 
one of the best right backs, at least defending wise, that we could have asked for. Pau Torres, same centre back, Albiol, the same alongside him, and and then we fluctuate a little bit on left back. But Pedraf has been a steady option. He was actually out for a couple of months now. It looks like. Um, so yeah, I guess we're a bit top heavy, but you know we're going to have a hold somewhere as, as a kind of higher mid range club like Villarreal. We're not kind of blessed with money at least to have a complete squad like Real Madrid or, yeah, or whoever yeah. else. It's it's also been true that I think we've had more success. Um, I mean, Torres, of course, is you know has come through our system, but but we've typically developed one if we, one center back. Um, at a time <laughs> and and not very often and you know you look at you look at our center backs that come through uh, come through our cantera and most of them don't don't succeed um, and it's interesting that I think one of the things that that's interesting and fun watching watching um, Setien's Virial the last couple of weeks has been seeing Torres seeing um, Seeing players like Jeremy and and uh, Chukwueze, who still and you know he he seems older than he is because he's been with us so long at the mm. top level, but it's it's really fun and and Alex Baena. I mean, it's, it's really interesting watching these young players kind of come of age by starting and every week and uh, by they're becoming leaders on the team, um, and that's really fun to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think Samuel Chukwueze is getting a lot better. I think he'll he'll do well under set the end because of how direct he plays. And, and he, what you just said reminds me that we have do have Jorge Cuenca as an option at centre back. He's actually yep, yep. really really impressed me in Cartagena when he played. Um, he can be a little bit clumsy on the ball, I think, but he's one of those who, who makes a mistake and immediately makes up for it because he's just so aggressive in his play. Um, uh, but a, a very very good player, I think, very strong player. And I think his kind of bold attitude towards the game will, I think, impress Setiang. Like I say, who likes being a bit more more aggressive in general. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that uh, Cuenca does have a, a much bigger role to play from now on, from now on in, especially as Albiol gets older. And he might, he might well save us um, a little bit of a bit of cash down the line. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, yeah, I feel like Setiang really tried to give... Um, Mandy a, a, a stronger role because he because he knew him. I mean, he played under Satyan at Betis, but I but I hopefully Satyan can see what the rest of us see, which is that it ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> Second that, yeah. Um, any other thoughts on the roster? I mean, we we still got Lasalso out for um, for a prolonged period, and then ultimately, what happens to him because he he's still on on loan, right? Yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to see, um, especially kind of the the, the shift in style, if you like. Um, and weirdly, Etienne Kapoor is kind of playing a more box-to-box role. It's a way you have less of a need for a, a, a standard on number 10 who has kind of that freedom. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they kind of make the deal permanent at the end of the season. At, at the moment, it doesn't feel like it, but also we haven't really seen him under... Setien, so I guess that's a kind of uh, a wait and see, and it'll also depend on where we need to spend money elsewhere as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. it I'm, I'm, be, I'm curious to see how he would fit in, and and I'm curious to see how um, talk about the the market for him should go up, given that he is a World Cup um, 
you know, played for played for Argentina, but of course he didn't actually get to go be part of the team in in uh, in Qatar, and he's been injured. So does that? How does that affect your affect the market for him? Hard to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So any other any other thoughts? You, said, you mentioned you haven't been to the new ground yet, um, but you've seen a lot of the. We have a story up today about the. The away end is certainly getting a lot of con- of discussion that uh, and criticism, and I'm just curious what you what you think about that because Spain doesn't have a. It's weird, you know. In England, every half the fun of supporting your team is traveling to the away matches, mm-hmm. and that's a much different thing than in Spain. And and, and I, it just seems like the Spanish teams. Don't take don't take the away fans very seriously. And while I understand why Virial have the setup they do, it may, it, watching a match from a plexiglass box, impartial views for fifty euros or more doesn't strike me as a very interesting deal. No, I think it's it's, it's unacceptable um, for me. They had a big opportunity to do something about it by reforming the ground. They spoke about making seats more comfortable for fans and. And spread them out. It's part of the reason why they didn't increase the capacity of the stadium when when they certainly could have. Um, I think that was the right move as well, by the way, because a lot of the home seats were just squeezed together, and you kind of have someone sitting on your lap for 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 the game. But it's just a big opportunity to change this, and it's a, it's a real shame they didn't. Also, used to have a net up there, which was far less in, intrusive and obstructive, is the word. Yeah, um, yeah. And then we had the kind of trouble in Europe, and they decided to put a that ridiculous screen there. Um, but it's, I mean, it's completely unneeded, not, not least because we don't play aggressive European teams that much. Um, it doesn't much, take much creativity either for when we do play those teams to, to just shift home fans up into that stand, take away the, the, the glass completely. It would be a decent view apart from those obstructed view, added obstructed view corners, It'd be a decent view if they sat centrally. You could put the away fans in the corner, put whatever you want on top of them, a net or whatever you want to, and it'll be perfectly fine. And for the, for the league games, we only really get huge numbers of away fans for Real Madrid, Barcelona, Valencia. I mean, we don't need a kind of set aside away stand for those three games. And even with those three games, it's not really maybe Valencia side. It's not as if they're going to be throwing flares onto home fans anyway. Um, so yeah, that that glass or whatever is made of absolutely needs to go. Um, and it, you, every every a lot of stadiums have obstructed view tickets, but those should be severely severely discounted if you're going to make someone sit in that seat. Um, yeah, yeah, and they should be obviously should be sold last. Um, right, right. Yeah, it's unacceptable for me. Yeah, I, I, I was. Whenever we play Madrid and Barcelona at home, you always see a bunch of people wearing Barcelona and Madrid jerseys sitting in amongst the, the home fans anyway. I mean, and that was true. That was true last week. But I was watching the replay, and I was like, "You looked at the you looked at the Virial fans cheering, and and you see people wearing Madrid shirts sitting beside them, and nobody's nobody's doing anything." So it it seems to me like I understand you want to have a an option where you can segregate away fans in a really dangerous situation, but forcing the away, forcing away fans every week to put up with that is unnecessary. I mean, it's, it's kind of silly when you 
see matches from Villarreal and you see like 10 away fans from Mallorca sitting up there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's just, it's just ridiculous. And you kind of incentivize, you know, fans sitting them. I mean, it's not really a problem with most teams anyway, for sitting amongst home fans in Spain. No. But you kind of incentivize them buying home tickets because why, why on earth would they want to sit up in, in that area? And, and they talk about, the, you know, talk, talk about the dangerous kind of away teams, but I mean, when's the last time you played a dangerous away team? I've seen, you know, even Sparta Prague fans I saw a couple of years ago there who were like a little bit rowdy and, and have and have flares and whatnot. They're not throwing anything at home fans. They're just enjoying themselves in the area in which they sat in. Mm-hmm. We did last season. I mean, Atalanta, Manchester United, Liverpool, Juventus, Bayern, all brought thousands of fans. None of them were throwing objects at fans. They were rowdy and, and, and everything you'd expect away fans to be. And none of them were, you know, causing serious danger to any of the fans below. I mean, if you wanted to throw something, it would quite clearly go over a five-foot plane of plastic anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's just there's, just, there's just no excuse for it. And I mean, I don't know if they're going to do anything about it, but um, I, I hope they could so, save themselves some publicity as well if, if they did. So yeah. Suit them. Yeah, I think so. Because it's like right now, it's clearly, it's clearly the worst away stand in, in, for sure, for sure, and that's they need to do something about that. And I, I'm surprised that in the rebuild that they didn't consider consider that. Um, it, it really, I was expecting a major change there, and um, and obviously it hasn't happened. So hopefully they'll they'll get on that. Any last thoughts before we wrap up, Jamie? No, I don't think so. Um, I think uh, looking forward to the game on on. On Friday, we get a rare Friday night game. Yeah, um, yeah, like you mentioned, a good chance now to put some some points on the board. I think just looking at the fixtures, uh, taking out the Real Madrid uh, Copa game and the one tricky game against Barcelona in the league. You've got Celta, Girona, Rayo, Elche, Mallorca, Getafe, and Almeria. I mean, that's that, a pretty that's, that's a pretty that's good a run of beatable teams four, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to be making hay against those guys. And then, so, and then Real Betis at the end of it, by the way. So that that's kind of a great opportunity too. Right. So, all right. Well, thanks very much for stopping by um, on this. It's now a sunny morning here. I'm, I'm not used to this. Um, <laughs> anyway, but um, best of best of luck to you, and uh, we'll we'll talk again soon. I'm sure. So, um, for Jamie, this is Alan saying end of Virial and welcome 2023. Adiós.